Ephesians 4, 21. Here we go. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. Okay, accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. Verse 22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put old, put uh, off old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desire. So putting off what? Old self, um, what, what? Which is being corrupted. So the old self is what? Being corrupted by what? By its own deceitful desires. Verse 23 says, uh, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to be put on, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. 25 says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we all uh, are members of one body. If your anger, if you uh, in your anger, do not sin. Uh, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with, with those in need. So I want to read that again, that those who have been stealing must steal no longer, but work doing something useful with their own hands. Why? That they may have something to share with those in need. Y'all already know the emphasis that impact puts on uh, helping people who are in need. And let me tell you something. I think that, and Sierra might uh, co-sign on this, um, now, whenever she gets settled, uh, if you want to comment on, we, Impact in the last three months, this is again, we don't, oh, because she shared last Bible study about the relationship we have with a hotel chain to where we can help put people up in one. We've been helping so many, and not we, like me and Sierra, but Impact itself has been helping so many people in the last three months, in the th last three weeks, it's been ridiculous. But why, why do we, why do we, what? It says that they may have something to share with those in need. Verse 29 uh, says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for the building uh, uh, up of others according to their needs. So building up to their needs, right? That it may benefit those who listen. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, which whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And so I want to, I was going to go down um, 21 through 29, and we're just going to kind of pick it apart to see what God is telling us um, this, this this evening. So verse 21, and, and, and look, let me tell you, it says, when you heard about Christ and were taught in him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. Now, before we even go any further, let's just talk about the truth. And the truth is, is that there is one truth, okay? Because we live in a time where people not only talk about, you know, there's not one truth, there's multiple truths. There's this truth, and then there's that truth. There's my truth, and then there's your truth. And then there's the truth that I choose. But there's not multiple truths, because in order for anything to be true, that means something else must be false. Like, what in order for in order for my shirt to be blue, that means if this is true that my shirt is blue, that means saying it's red, saying it's green, saying it's yellow, saying it's white has to be false. So, so in order for there to even be a such thing as truth, that means whatever is not that truth is false. And we live in a time where, well, I'm just searching for truth. Well, I don't know the truth. And we live in a time where if someone will say, you know, well, your truth, my truth, whatever truth, but then we'll say, well, I don't know what's true, but I know what you believe, Crystal, is not true. Well, if you don't believe what I am saying, believe is true, then what actually is truth? Well, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, then how can you definitively say, because that's, that's what happens. And it's so funny because 
Christianity gets these attacks like no other religion. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. It's like, well, if it's not, then what is? Well, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, then how can you say that it's not true? There is one truth. Listen, just because you accept it does not mean that it's truth. Just because you believe it doesn't mean that it's truth. Just because you like it doesn't mean that it's truth. I see you, Natalie. Watch this. Just because you don't like it does not mean that it's not true. Just because you don't believe it doesn't mean that it's not true. That there is a truth and you have to, we have to find it and we have to hold on to it and we have to believe it and we have to walk in that truth. And if you look, and if, and if you don't believe something, you can believe that my shirt is green. That's fine. It's not true, but that's you. And if you want to believe that fine, but I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah, you right. My, my shirt is green. No, that's, that's not truth. That's not truth. Watch this. Watch Watch second Timothy three, four. Uh, and, and this is the thing about about truth. Watch this, because this is the season that we're living in. And it was real. It was real. Even at the t- I mean, it was real even when this time, even when it was written. But it's it's true even now. Watch this. It says for a time is coming to second Timothy three, three through four. It says for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. King James Version says sound doctrine. They will no longer listen. Watch this. The thing about sound, watch this. So there's there's one element of, of what we believe that requires faith, believing in things you can't see, believing in things you've never experienced, right? And by the way, anyone who believes in a higher power, no matter what you call, you, I don't call him God, I call him the most high. I don't call him God, I call him, you know, the, the, the power upstairs. I call him, whatever it is, you haven't seen it. You haven't experienced it. So it requires a, a bit of faith. Now watch this. This is not even talking about that. This is saying they will no longer listen to what? Sound doctrine, like things that are actually true that you can prove and you can experience and you can feel and you can know and you can prove historically. It says that there will come a time where people won't even listen to that. Now watch this. Here we go. It says they will follow their own desires. I see you, Natalie. They will, watch this, will follow their own desires. Watch this. And we'll look for teachers, search what looking for people, looking for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Forget what is true. I know what I want to believe. And so now I'm going to search out people who will teach what feels good to me or what I want to believe for whatever reason. I see you. I don't even know who Motorola, Moto G, Stylus, whatever. That talking about preaching. I'm going to preach. Watch this. Says I look. Watch that they will now say that that I will I will seek out teaching that lines up with what I believe. They will (laughs) they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Watch this. We're going to get to this a little bit later, but watch this. That's why I see it. That's what the word says. And look, and look, what, what if the thing, Jaleesa, that I want to hear is the thing I need to run from? Mm-hmm. That's right, Natalie, looking to justify the MS. What if the thing that I want to hear, the thing that, the thing that my own desires draw me from, Oh, that's my mom. I didn't know that, Ma. Hey, what's up? So what if the, the, the same thing that I, the, the thing that I want to hear, the thing that I'm drawn to, I see you, Montana, the thing that I'm drawn to is the thing that I need to run from because that's just my ears itching. 
That's just my flesh trying to be drawn to something that's going to fulfill its desires. And watch this. I'm not even talking about other religions or faith systems. That happens within Christianity itself. Mm-hmm. Y'all wanted to go there or you want me to wait till next Sunday when it's church time? I can do it next Sunday. I'll do it next Sunday. So that's not even, I'm not even talking, I mean, we can, you can talk about other religions and other faith systems and all the other kind of stuff, but it happens even within Christianity where, where, you know, if you're going to preach money cometh and you're going to preach everything is good and a blue sky, sunshine, and then fine. But if you tell me, hey, look, you ain't necessarily living right if you're living this, or here's what the spirit requires, and I don't really want to do that. Or we don't have to go that deep with preaching. If you don't sing the songs that I like, then I'm not going to that church. If you don't do this the way that I like it, then I'm going to find another way that what? That satisfies my own desires. Verse four says, they will reject truth and chase after myths. Mm Mm-hmm. That when you present the truth to me, I'll reject that and I'll run after stories. And that's one crazy thing about social media and YouTube. People be posting all kinds of stuff. Well, here's the real story about, well, here's the real this and that. Well, here's the real. Okay. What are you you're chasing at, chasing after myths? Stuff, look, and be like, well, you can't really prove this about Moses. Well, yes, you can. You can't really prove what you're talking about, but you can prove. I mean, it's all it's it's histor- it's historic. You can you can you can you know. And maybe one one um one uh maybe month we'll do a whole bunch of like apologetics. Like, and by what by apologetics I mean actual historical proof of things that are in the Bible that actually happen. So when people come to you with this false teaching, you know, trying to get to these itching ears and these hearts that that you say no 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 no. This is literally in the Bible, and there are historical documents that prove things like Noah's Ark. I mean, there's there's all kinds of proof, and maybe and maybe and maybe we'll do that. So that way we can what what the next scripture says, Second Timothy two fifteen through sixteen says, study to show yourself approved. Oh, we're gonna do that at impact, okay? Now don't expect me to sell out the the, the you know Capital One Arena. They're not going to do it, but we're going to we're going to do that. We're going to study to what show ourselves approved a workman that needeth not be ashamed of the Bible says what, but what able to rightly divide the word of truth. So when they come at you with, well, that's not true. That's not well. uh, Let's 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 look at some books outside of the Bible, and I'm going to prove to you that it's true. Because one of one of the things that is used against Christians a lot is, well, you just believe that because the preacher said it. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who believe certain things just because the preacher said it. Um, but we're going to go deeper in impact where we're able to actually defend our faith with scripture and historical books, historical documents, things people are kind of afraid of. Because, again, the truth is truth. The truth isn't afraid of anybody. God's not afraid to be challenged. God's not afraid to be challenged. Jesus is not afraid to be challenged. And we're coming in a time now where there are attacks not only in like with different faiths and well, this ain't true and this is that different faith systems or whatever, but then also the world challenging us as well. And there's going to come a time where we're going to need to defend it and say, well, and not, not, not like me. I see you, Natalie. I see, I see you, Montana. And not in a mean, like combative way, just like, well, no, you think it may not be true, but let me give you biblical reference. Let me give you historical reference. Let me even reference other quote unquote, you know, scriptures of faith to show you that this is actually the truth. Because we can do it. 
because it's there. It's the truth. The truth is not the truth is never threatened to not be true. Because like, listen, this shirt is never threatened to not be blue because the truth of this shirt and this hat is that it's blue. And so God is never threatened by things that will say he's not that it's not real, it's not true, or that the Bible is has full of errors. God's not threatened by that. We need to study to show ourselves approved, a workman that's not that needs not be ashamed, but able to rightly divide the word of God. So that when people come to us, we can say, you yeah, uh, let me just show you. Let me show you. Now watch this. Verse 16 says, and here's one thing we got uh, 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 to, and I love it. It says, verse 16 of 2 Timothy uh, 2 says, avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. Some people, Jaleesa, some people, Tanya Tubbs, are only coming to you to talk about ridiculous, worthless stuff. That's not, I see you, Brenda, that's not even worth talking about. And it says, avoid it. You want to talk that stuff? Okay, fine. I'm just, <laughs> I see, I see you, Ma. Avoid it. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. I'm not doing, it. I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. What did we say? What did they say in the song? I'm done with old stuff. I'm not, I just can't do it anymore. Can't do it. Ephesians 4, 22. We want to get back to Ephesians 4. We're at 22 through 24. Watch this. Says, uh, so that was about the truth, right? So now uh, uh, 22 says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Okay. Now watch this. It says, you were taught with regard to your former self, uh, your former way of life, right? The old way to put off your old self, which is being corrupted, right? So the old self is being corrupted as we're trying to what? Uh, as we're trying to grow spiritually, as we have the spiritual renew, re renewal, our old self is still what? Being corrupted by its own desires. Now, here's a funny theme that runs through verse 22 and through ver uh, 2 Timothy 3, uh, 3 through 4. Our own desires, the thing that is within us, it is easy to blame people. If I started talking about haters and how everybody else is doing this to you, I'd have 50 amens on the line. But when we say, what about the look inside? What about, look? I see you, Natalie. What about the thing that says own desires? They are not talking about the devil. They are not talking about the other person. They're not talking about your evil stepsister. They're not, you know, like we were watching a Disney movie last night. They're not talking about the evil stepmother. They're not talking about any of that outside stuff. Because that stuff's going to come. What they're saying is, but what about the own desire? It is your our own desires, and it's easy to blame other people, easy to blame the devil. But who wants to look at the mirror and say, what is inside of me? What is inside of me? I can look. I can. I can. I can blame Jason. I can blame. I can blame Natalie. I can blame Carla. I can blame any any. I can blame Sierra. I can blame Jaleesa. Jaleesa traumatized me in my childhood, and and so Jaleesa is the is the one to blame. And that is not to make light of any kind of childhood trauma, uh, uh, traumatic situations that happen. That I say that I can point to anything uh, and say this is the reason. But what happens when it says, "But what about the things that are inside of me?" When the Bible focuses, and we're going to get to another scripture in a second. When the Bible focuses so much on, "But what about in us? What about uh, uh, that which is in us, and our own desires, and our own thing?" That seems to tell me that there's that there's much more power. Watch this in the Holy Spirit work in cleaning me up than the power of outside influences. See, we like to clap and shout when we say, "If God, if God is for me." 
then who can be against me? He, he, he works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If God can do that, then there's really nothing any outside influence can do to me. The problem is the influence that is inside of me. Y'all already know that I ain't preaching to y'all. I'm preaching to myself. I, I, look, I'm a Bible teacher and I love to give people who are in need things. I ain't perfect. I'm preaching to me. This is why I had to have my whole hour long worship service by myself. Uh, uh, this is why I had to do it. Um, I'm Nisi, Brenda. I'm talking about the fact that that it doesn't matter who comes against you. That if God is with you and God is for you, ultimately you're coming out fine. So it's not about the out. The, the I, I know that's not. I know that's right, Natalie. So it's not really about the outward thing. It's about the inner thing. It's about the inner thing. I see you, Ma. That's right. That's right, Brenda. If the devil is already a defeated foe, then why even take the time to blame him for stuff? Because we say that the devil's already defeated. We got songs about the devil already being defeated. Talk about the devil already being defeated. Do a conference about the devil already, already being defeated. But yet we blame everything on the devil. But if he's defeated, then why is he winning? He's not. Me. Me. Watch this. James 1. Here we go. James 1, 13 through 14. Y'all going, y'all going to leave impact. Y'all going to leave impact before the end of the year. Here we go. <laughs> James 1, 13 through 14. Watch this, Natalie. Watch this. That's right. Watch this, Montana. And remember, when you are being tempted, don't say God is tempting me. See what the Bible says. What the preacher says, the Bible says, says God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else. <laughs> when you're tempted, it ain't God tempting you. It ain't God doing it. Now, there are things that God will place in our life and it may be a test, but tests are different than temptation. A test is, you know, can you like, 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 so you learn certain things and it's like, okay, can you apply it to the situation in life? And that's kind of like a test. Temptation deals with evil. Can I get you to do this wrong thing? And God never tempts us to do anything wrong. The Bible says God is never tempted. God's never tempted to do wrong and he will never tempt us to do anything wrong. Watch this. 14 says temptation comes from our own desires, which entices us. And drags us away. I see you, Crystal. Temptation comes. What? It didn't even say temptation comes from the devil or from other people. It says temptation comes from our own desires. Mm hmm. We're not going to stay there long. I promise to move fast. Here we go. Temptation comes from what? Our own desires. And it entices us and it drags us away. There's nothing about Carla or Jaleesa or Jason or Mike that is that is tempting you. It's something inside of you that is that is doing the drawing away and that in the temptation and enticing us. It says and is drawing us away. All right, here we go. Let's keep let's keep it moving in Ephesians four. I see you, Natalie. Watch this. It says to be made new in the attitude of our minds 
right? So to be made new in our minds first, right? To be made new in our minds. And then what? And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. I'll tell you, anytime I talk to Brenda, Brenda, man, Brenda is so refreshing because she keeps it so real. And, and the whole old self versus new self versus what I'm supposed to do versus what I do versus how I feel. Versus, like she she lets it out and she talks about it. And that's what we all deal with. That it's just to be made new in the attitudes of our mind, because as a man thinketh, so is he. Right. So as we think, so are we. It says and that we have to what put on the new self. Right. We have to take off the old self, put on the what? The new self that is what? Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And so there's a there's a renewing of the mind and then a what? Putting on a new self. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. So why don't we do it again? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Here's the question we have to ask ourselves. How comfortable am I with walking away from old things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. In theory, we love the new stuff because sometimes we, 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 we tie or link old things to bad things. But what happens when we're a new creature, but there's some things in the old me that I liked? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some things about the way I used to handle stuff. There's some things... That, <laughs> I know that's right, Natalie. There's some things about the way I used to act. There's some things about the way I used to be. There's some things for the old me. Yeah, Montana, I know it's your temper. I know... No, 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 no. Montana, Montana, Montana do be running hot. But Montana is also very forgiving. Maybe one day I'll share the story of how Montana forgave me when I made the worst mistake of my life. And maybe I'll share that one day. Um, but anyway, uh, li listen, listen, it's the old me. It's, it's the old things I'm used to, the old things that I want to do. Because we say old and we think bad. I don't want it. It's all old. No, no, no. There Can we admit that there are some old things about us and some things we used to do, things about the old me that I like and I want to keep around. However, I can't take it with the new me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, listen, this is a message for the end of the year. <laughs> y'all want, y'all want something for, for, for uh, 2024? Keep this. How comfortable am I with actually in real life walking away from old things? We hold on to old mindsets. We hold, we, we hold on to old relationships. We hold on to old jobs. We hold on to we hold on to old purpose, like God had us doing one thing in a season, and we hold on to that when God is causing us calling us to a whole new season. And we look, we hold on to old hurts. We hold on we hold on to old beefs. Nobody hold on hold, holds on to old beefs like me. I hold on to old beefs. Nobody holds on to it like me. <laughs> Ain't nobody holding on to it like me. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, uh, I see you, Brenda, Brenda said, I'm tapping out. Listen, how many of us are comfortable with walking away from old things? Very few. Can I walk away from these old things? Watch this. Putting on new is very intentional. 
it doesn't just happen. We don't wake up and then all of a sudden, you know, like this cloud from heaven descends and then we're like, ah, I'm new. That doesn't happen. Look, write this down, put it on a post-it note, put it in your journal, put it on your mirror, put it on your dashboard. Watch this. Nothing new. Y'all ready for new year? Watch this. Nothing new is coming in your life if you keep walking in the old. Okay. Y'all ready for 2024? I'm good with that. You want the new year? Watch this. Good. New year. Same old stuff. Why? Because nothing new is coming in your life if you keep walking in the old. The only reason I'm saying y'all, y'all, y'all is because I'm trying to deflect the attention off of me. Because this is this this whole thing is for me. Y'all better listen, y'all better, I see you, Natalie. Y'all better live by that. You better write that down, put it on a post-it note, put it on your phone, save it as a screensaver, put it on your mirror in the in the in the bathroom or in your dashboard. That why that there nothing new. You want new? You're ready for God's new? Are you ready to give up the old? Not the old you don't want. Because see, we, we're willing to give. Watch this. So every week, everybody has trash day every week. And you're, it's easy to throw out the trash. You know, it's old food, you know, uh, stuff that's messed up. You put it in the trash, you throw it out. You don't, you don't care about it anymore. But are you willing to let go of the old things that you like? In order to get that new. I see you, L'Oreal. It's confirmation for me too. Nothing new. Is coming in your life if you keep walking in the old. But here's the funny thing. We have to let go of the old first before we get the new. You know how cluttered your living, your living room will be if you order new living room furniture and you don't throw the old stuff out before the new stuff gets there? Yeah, this, this way, they got to figure out. Huh. You throw the old stuff out before the new stuff is delivered. You know, watch this. This is the Holy Spirit. You you know why you get rid of the old stuff first before the new stuff come? Because you get rid of the old sofa and the old chair and the old dining room table before the new furniture come. So you get the old out. And then what do you do? You clean up before the new comes. There it is. Mm-hmm. I see you, L'Oreal. Yeah, you did just donate that because you're a person of impact. Watch this. Watch this. You make sure the old stuff is out because there were places that you couldn't get to while the old stuff was there. You got a new you got a new refrigerator coming? What do you do? You get rid of the old one. At least a day, maybe the, the morning of the arrival of the new one. Why? So you can pull the old refrigerator out, get rid of it, and clean the places behind the refrigerator that you can't get to because the old stuff is blocking it. Oh, oh my goodness. Why y'all didn't make me do a conference on this? We could have charged everybody $250 to get this. And y'all just jumped on Zoom for, for free. Here we go. <laughs> Watch this. You got to get rid of the old stuff before the new stuff come in because the old stuff is blocking places that you need to clean before the new stuff come in. You can't get behind the stove and you can't get behind the refrigerator. You can't get behind the washing machine and the dryer while the old one is there. So you move the old one out first, then you sweep and then you mop and then you scrub and then you clean out and then you put the new one in. And we cannot get this new stuff in until we, number one, move the old stuff out. Number two, clean up where it was. Y'all ready to clean up past hurts? 
Clean up where past relationships left us bitter. Clean up where past work experience. Come on. It's not enough just to move the old stuff out. I'm going to move the old stuff out. And I'm going to clean the places where the old stuff was blocking stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to put the new stuff in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was telling my mother, maybe my mother went to lunch, went to lunch early today. And I was saying, I was saying, uh, you know, uh, for some of us, I mean, look, even the, the ending this year, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a long goodbye. Because for some of us, we can say goodbye to some things immediately. But for some of us, it's going to take us October, November, and December. It's going to take a long goodbye to say to, to, to say goodbye to some of these old things. And that's fine. As long as you say goodbye. Like, look, this may take a while. Some, and that's some of the stuff we got to make up in our minds. Like, listen, this addiction that I have, this this habit that I have, this thing that's going on inside of me. Like, like you may not be gone tomorrow, but I'm I'm putting you on notice that you have to go. Like this, we cannot continue this. You got to go. I got to clean up where you were, and something new's coming there. You may be you may be here tomorrow. You may be here in November. You might be here for Thanksgiving, but but this is this is goodbye. It may be a long goodbye, but this is goodbye because I've made up in my mind that if I've got to fight you out the front door, you're leaving. Watch this. If I got to move this refrigerator and I need to call somebody to help me move this out, you're moving out. You're getting out. If I got to call for help, if I got to get a hand truck, if I got to call three or four friends, whatever I got to do to get you out, you're getting out. That's right. That's right. You got to go. That's right. Ma. That's right. That's right, Montana. This is the end of it. This is the end. It's over. Don't think just because you're here to, to, tomorrow mean you're going to be here next month. It's time to go. It's time to go. All right. Let's keep going. I wasn't planning on preaching this long, but I had a long worship service by myself, so I'm juiced up. Here we go. 25. There's confirmation, Natalie. Therefore, each of you must put off the falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we all are members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. There's room for emotion. They said, in your anger, do not sin. Says, do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Watch verse 27. And do not give the devil a foothold. See, the devil's defeated. The stuff that goes on is in us. And oftentimes we open up the door for the devil. And saying, please, whatever you do, because you're already fighting this evil world. You're fighting the stuff that's inside of you and says, and, and the last thing you can afford to do is allow the devil to have a foothold in your life. That's why, for look, for some of us and someone says, oh, man, Natalie, I know you want something such and Nisi, I know that, but it's not that serious. Nisi, oh, Tanya Tubbs, it ain't that serious. Jaleesa, I no, say for me, it is that serious because that allows the devil to get a foothold in my life and I'm not giving him any place. So instead of this being the line and I shut the devil down here, that's too close. If this is the line, I'm shutting the devil down all the way back here because I know how I am and I need some cushion. I need a little bit of cushion in case I'm weak. And then, uh, okay, I just need some cushion. So I'm not going to play it. I know that don't push, don't push us because we're close to the edge, right? So if, you know, I'm trying not to lose my head. And so it's like, why do we play so close to the edge? Don't give the devil any, any place. We play so close to the edge that it takes a little push. Don't push it because don't push it. Why? 
Don't push me. Don't push us because we're why don't push me? Because I'm close to the edge. But if I wasn't close to the edge, it wouldn't matter if I was pushed. I wouldn't fall off the edge. We give the devil so much space. Be protected. I heard the song, protect your peace. Protect your peace of mind. Protect your protect your protect your salve. I mean, your salvation isn't at risk, but protect, protect that which is inside the spirit, the Holy Spirit that is with inside in, inside of you, the purpose and the that the Holy Spirit has given you and the, the spirit, protect that. Keep things that will that that will distract away. Like I can't, I can't afford to have this around me because my peace is a priority. The spirit, the Holy Spirit guidance is a priority. I can't have you around. You're doing too much. And, oh, you don't have to live in that kind of bubble, Jaleesa. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I don't live close to the edge. I allow space because I also know that I'm dealing with the stuff that's inside of me. And so I'm, look, the devil and me coming for me? That's a lot. That's a lot. All right. 28. says, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work to do something useful with their own hands so that uh, they may have something to share with those in need. We talked about that. Um, this is the one, this is the scripture that's also coming for me. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Man, God's been getting on me about the complaining and about the talk. And because I won't even complain to other people. Like I will, I will literally, I use my own self as a garbage can. I will just complain work this that, 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 that. how comes and i will complain i will literally drive 20 minutes to work and i'm comp complaining to myself the entire time it says do not let that come out of your mouth what would happen if the only thing that we actually opened our mouths to say was something that would build other people up according to what they needed and benefited those who listen <laughs> natalie i'm with that's me all day, every day. And God was telling me that 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 the complaining spirit comes from a place of not being grateful. That 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 if you can that if I can look at my life and see how much God has blessed me and I still complain, I got a gratitude issue. I got a gratitude issue. And so and so this was this is literally my personal challenge. And if I'm honest, it's been my personal challenge for probably about three or four years, maybe even longer. Is that is that what will happen? What will happen if the only thing that comes out of my mouth is something that will edify others according to their needs and that will benefit the people who listen? What happens if that's all that I is the only thing that I say? Other than that, I ain't got nothing to say. The only thing I the only thing that I try to say to try to talk about, or the only thing that comes out of my mouth is stuff that will lift people up according to their to, to their needs and will benefit people who listen only beneficial thing if it ain't that then i i just i can't say anything about it i'm just scared oh y'all trying to oh y'all done made a whole challenge out of it i see the comment section all right we're gonna do that we're gonna do that we're gonna report back by the end of the year and, and, and so we're doing that we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be hard it's gonna it's gonna be hard and we but we're gonna do it from from tonight on unless y'all you know what? No, no, no. Let's just start Monday because I got a whole lot of stuff I got to talk about tomorrow. We're going to start Monday. I ain't, I'm not doing it tomorrow. Monday, we start. <laughs> I got a lot of complaining I got to do tomorrow. So tomorrow, uh, Monday, we're starting. Monday morning. The only thing that's coming out of the mouths of people 
who are associated with impact will be things that will uplift people and will and will help those who are in need will benefit those who listen if it's got to be of benefit all right we're doing it monday because it's just it's too soon to do it tomorrow i'm just talking for myself i can't do it like i said it's inside it's inside of me i gotta it's inside of me all right um 30 and we're going to do a separate study on this what it means to grieve the holy spirit it says and do not grieve the holy spirit of god with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption all right y'all let's pray